I remember going into the Bureau of Meteorology as a little boy and getting um, instruments, old instruments, retired stuff off the uh, observers and creating my own little weather logs um, and tracking tropical cyclones and much to my dad's dismay of uh, ringing up the 1300 number five times a day. So yeah, just plotting um, the cyclone positions on a map, kind of half hoping that it'd come and uh, give us lots of rain, but then kind of thinking, oh, it's probably not a good thing if it does come because it will mess up the city, like dad said. Hi, my name is Richard Fijo, and I'm a Larrakia man and an elder, and I'm happy to share with you this podcast, Saltwater Stories of the Larrakia. Our land includes country and sea from Darwin and its harbour to about 50 kilometres inland and to the east and to the west. We're saltwater people and the traditional owners of Darwin and custodians of this land. We come from a long line of storytellers and we continue this ancient tradition here by sharing our stories with you. Big weather is a big thing in the Territory. Unbeatable heat and humidity, cyclones, monsoons, lightning and a world famous storm called Hector that goes by the clock. 3pm to be exact, so let's get into it with a man who has a passion for storms, senior meteorologist and Larrakia man Jackson Brown. I wanted to become a meteorologist because very up and down you have showers and storms and I wanted to understand what made those work and yeah I think also uh, seeing the destruction of Darwin during Cyclone Tracy and uh, how it affected my dad, how it affected the city and firsthand seeing other cyclones like Cyclone Yasi affect North Queensland and seeing the great good that the Bureau of Met does, um, it's a huge motivator to want to be able to change people's decisions around severe weather and uh, you know, hopefully mitigate you know, their losses of life and, uh, and damage to property. Life growing up in Darwin was a bit mundane, a little bit boring to be honest. Uh, we did, generally didn't do uh, a terrible amount of things, I guess, just due to our uh, circumstances. And we didn't have air conditioning either, and you'd always look for, you know, the storms that were exciting to bring that cooling effect and just that noise, that rush, that excitement you get before a thunderstorm and, uh, you know, even bigger ones during uh, the wet season where you'd get um, cyclones. They were, they were the most exciting. I always look for this avenue of excitement and extremes, uh, like rocket launches and being sucked into black holes. And yeah, I was attracted to the, the, the fast, dangerous stuff. And weather does have some of those fast, dangerous things. My dad was 14 years old when Tracy hit. He was complacent like a lot of people were in Darwin at that time, especially because they'd had a cyclone uh, that was forecast to come in three weeks earlier and no one thought a cyclone would come in at Christmas. You know, you had to be kidding yourselves. And so he was down at the Pratt Pool on Ross Smith Avenue with his uh, brothers and the winds and the rain started to pick up and become more violent during the course of the afternoon and 
my dad was told, along with my uncles, to leave the pool by the lifeguard. So they were running up Ross Smith Avenue trying to get home and uh, the rain was coming in sideways at this point and stinging them like bullets. And uh, also, depending on how they were running, uh, they couldn't because the wind was so strong. Uh, it was like, causing them to really, really fight to get home. But they eventually got there. Grandpa, Nana, all the uncles and aunties. They were like looking outside the house and it started to become a lot more violent. Cars were, were unable to proceed down the Stewart Highway. Um, people were getting out and running into the houses and flats. And then, um, yeah, the penny drops for my granddad when uh, you know, debris started flying through the glass louvers. And he described it like um, shooting like like the movies, like you just hear this uh, rip bang and it just cracks the glass and uh, dad reckons granddad got everyone out of the, the more open parts of the house and um, my dad being relatively small sheltered with my nana under the parents bed but then she got a real funny feeling that it wasn't safe there so they moved and relocated downstairs and then the house was starting to fall apart and um, my dad was praying God, praying really, really hard. Um, and then, yeah, the house uh, started to break up and the, and the roof uh, came off. And then uh, I think he just passed out from uh, the stress or tiredness or, uh, you know, just the exertion of it all. Yeah, and then he woke up in the morning. A fridge had landed on my older uncle's car and destroyed it. And then the bed that my nana got the funny feeling about had a number of two-by-fours you know, impaled through it. Weather affects everyone on the planet and everyone needs weather information and sometimes that weather is quite extreme and then that's when they need it the most. So, yeah, that's my motivating mantra, I suppose, yeah. I feel duty-bound to my city, Darwin, and NT in Australia um, because of what happened to Darwin with Tracy and other similar you know, big weather events in northern Australia. And I want to avoid that heartache and destruction uh, again. And if I can do that and help our everyday Australians around that, then um, yeah, it's a measure of success that I'm, I'm happy to take with me. I'm currently in Melbourne, but every day I think about being back in Darwin, uh, especially during the colder months where the wind just cuts through you and you're kind of wondering, why did I decide to live in such a cold, dark, windy place? And then hearing storms infrequently, like hearing thunder and then you're like, oh, I remember that sound. And then that flood of memories comes back to you about Darwin and all those nostalgic times and storms were rolling in. Build-up would have to be my least favourite time of year. It's oppressive, it's hard. Uh, there's that real um, Darwin grit that uh, evolves out of it. It's hot, it's humid. Uh, you are looking for that next point of relief and you, you're teased quite a bit because storms do pop up, but they're many kilometres away and you're just like, oh, I wish that was me. And then 
you could hear everything because the the set the air is just so dead and humid and tropical and oppressive and you're often lying in bed at night just sweating hoping you can fall asleep ah the first rains is amazing it's a huge source of relief even the whole ecosystem you know you've got six months of no rain it's like real david attenborough vibes on the you know plains of africa it's that life source that returns back into northern australia and um yeah it's wonderful and just to smell like the petrichor again released by the rocks and you can hear all the frogs fire up even ahead of time Petrichor is that smell when rain first hits the earth and it releases everything that's trapped inside the rock. After many months, it can be quite a lovely smell to behold. Lightning has been a big draw card for Darwin. We used to call ourselves the lightning capital of the world. The only time of year when lightning does go away is during the monsoon uh, because you need ice in clouds and a lot of ice is generated in the clouds above Darwin. It just melts before it hits the ground. But in monsoons, everything's so humid that there's no ice generated. It's all liquid. So uh, the storms, while they can be tall, they're absolutely quiet. Ten times the amount of lightning occurs within cloud than from cloud to ground. But because the storms, especially the one over on Tiwi Islands, just to the north of Darwin, is regularly the biggest storm on Earth, or tallest in altitude. With Hector the Convector, as it was deemed by the uh, World War II pilots, namely the Americans, they saw it as this navigational beacon uh, before the advent of uh, modern navigation. And they knew that uh, Hector, south of there, that was where Darwin was. And so they, they'd come in from their sorties or whatever. It's a wonderful storm and it's world famous. And um, NASA, Airbus, Boeing have all come over to study it because that ice, that icing that I talked about, um, that can uh, cause planes to drop out of the air uh, if it's particularly bad. So they want to understand that and Hector, the convector, benefits air travellers worldwide due to some of the research that's been done there. The Indigenous people across that northwest top end would have been able to see Hector because it's so tall. It can be seen from many hundreds of kilometres around and Indigenous people being of the land and of country, you know, would have uh, noticed very small differences in where Hector was forming and it forms because of the collision of the sea breezes on the Tiwi Islands. And Tiwi Islands is surrounded by some pretty shallow, very warm oceans. And then even on the Tiwis, it's quite marshy in places. So it's like this pressure cooker uh, environment over there. And variations in where it forms can tell you a, lo a lot about how the wind is blowing in the area. And so then that, that may dictate, you know, where you want to canoe to. So it's, uh, it's an absolute A-bomb of a storm. Yeah, it's wonderful. The lightning in Darwin has a huge canvas uh, provided by the clouds of these thunderstorms. And when that light hits the clouds and the 
variations within that you just get this myriad of colors and shapes and shadows on this canvas and it's wonderful to look at something that just gets in your bones about being around storms and being around thunder the noise the rumble i i miss it Saltwater Stories of the Larrakia is a City of Darwin podcast created in collaboration with the Larrakia people of Darwin. This episode features senior meteorologist and Larrakia man Jackson Brown who works in communications for the Bureau of Meteorology. This podcast was produced by Laura Uden and Cinnamon Nippard with editorial support from Johanna Bell and mixing by Hamish Robinson. The beautiful soundtrack was composed by Larrakia woman Lena Kelly and produced by Skinny Fish Music. Big thanks to the Larrakia Nation for their support. For more information, head to discover.darwin.nt.gov.au. Saltwater Stories of the Larrakia is proudly brought to you by City of Darwin. Mamak, it means see you later in Larrakia language. We hope to see you soon on Larrakia country. I'm Richard Fijo. Thanks for listening.